chapters 9 to 14 differ from previous chapters in Sefer Zechariah in that there are no visions or angels speaking to Zechariah. And instead of Yisrael being a reference to Yehuda, it is now a reference to Ephraim. In addition, the familiar names of Zechariah, Yehoshua, Ben Yotzadak, and Zerubbabel are absent from these chapters. Chapters 9 and 10 describe the future kingdom of Israel. Chapter 9 is divided into four parts. Verses 1 through 8 describe the nations um, who will be annexed to Israel. 9 to 10, the Nevo'ah regarding the righteous king or Mashiach, Betzion. Verses 11 through 15, a call to the exiles to return. And verses 16 through the first pasuk in chapter 10, the future blessings of the people and the land. And so we, we begin. Masa debar Adonai be'eretz chardrach bedamesek menuchato ki Adonai en adam v'chol shivtei Yisrael. The prophecy of the word of Hashem in the land of Hadrach and Damascus is his resting place for man's eye shall be to the Lord and all the tribes of Israel. This is an earlier nevuah prior to Darius, the second year reign, and it was appended to this part when the Goyim will seek out God. Hadrach and Damascus are cities that were passed by the exiles on their way to Israel. On the way from Israel, Yechezkel prophesied that the borders of the future Israel would be expanded to include these cities to the north as well. Menuchato, they will be an inheritance. Kila Hashem en Adam, because people's eyes will be looking at seeking out God. The nations will seek to be part of the Jewish people. Verse 2, V'gam chamat tigbalba tzor v'tzidon ki chachma me'od. And also hamat shall border there and Tyre and Sidon, for it has become exceedingly wise. Tzor v'tzidon are two neighboring seafaring cities who sinned by profiting from the Chorban of Jerusalem as they had spoiled the exiles and sold them as slaves to B'nai Yavan, as it is recorded in Yoel. V'tiven tzor matzor la and Tyre, the city, built a fortification for herself, and she gathered silver like dust and gold like the mire of the streets. So the city of Tzor became wealthy with gold. Pasuk 4, And it will be, the Lord will impoverish her, and he shall smite her wealth in the sea, and she shall be consumed by fire. Hashem will chase Sor out of her place and do away with her wealth at sea, on her ships, and her fortified city will be burned. Both on land and on sea, Sor, the once wealthy city, will be destroyed by water and fire. Tere Ashkelon Vitira, the Aza, the Tachil Meod, the Ekron Kihovish Mebata, the Avad Melech Meaza, the Ashkelon Loteshev. Ashkelon will see this and be fearful. And Gaza, she will shake violently. And Ekron, for the one to whom she looked, was ashamed. And a king was lost from Gaza. And Ashkelon shall not be inhabited. Ashkelon, one of the Philistine cities in Tanakh, will, after seeing what happened to Tzor, then worry about her own fate. As will Aza and Ekron, other Philistine cities, which will tremble and become disappointed after having relied on Tzor, the wealthy great Tzor, to come to their defense. Kingship in Aza will be no longer, and Ashkelon will be the worst off, as it will be desolate. 
verse 6. And in Ashtar, there will only be a mamzer, a person who is a mixture of, of, of different, uh, different uh, nations. And I will cut off the pride of the Philistine. The foreign nations and their honor will be destroyed. And I will remove his blood from his mouth and, it, and his detestable things from between his teeth and it too shall remain to our God and it shall be like a study hall in Yehuda and Ekron like Yevusi. Let's understand this. So the gods of the Plishtim, Dagon and Ashtoret, will be forgotten. And whoever is left will attach themselves to the Jews, as did Edom, who dwelled in the south with Yehuda. And if not, they will be servants who pay taxes, as were the Yevusim, who were the early inhabitants of Jerusalem. Pasuk 8. Vechaniti lebeti mitzava meover umishab, velo yavor alehem od noges ki ata raiti be'enai. And I will encamp beside my house, God says, against the garrison of those passing by and of those returning. And no oppressor shall pass by them. For now I have seen with my eyes. So Hashem is speaking here. Hashem says, I will make a military camp by the Beit HaMikdash, comprised of the non-Jews who will come to worship God in order to bring respect to God's name in Yerushalayim. Though there won't be the kind of oppressors that um, had existed during Bayit Rishon. The Navi sees the prophecy uh, coming true in front of his eyes. Pasuk Tet Gili Maod Batzion Hari Bat Yushalayim Hine Malkechia Volach Tadik Vinoshahu Ani Verocheva Hamor Val Ayr Ben Atonot. This is the famous Nevoah regarding the king of Zion, otherwise known as the Mashiach, the Anointed One. It's heralding his arrival and encouraging the people to rejoice. Greet him with the king's welcome. He will come with the returnees from Babel to rule. Because of his righteousness, Yehuda will be redeemed. As was the custom of Jewish leaders who judged the people, he will ride on a mere male donkey without pomp and riches. Ani here is to be understood as Ani Anav, humble. And the chamor, the donkey, is a sign of his humility. Pasuk 10. I will cut off the chariots from Ephraim and the horses from Yerushalayim, and the bow of war shall be cut off. And he, the Mashiach, shall speak peace to the nations, and his rule shall be from the sea to the west and from the river to the ends of the earth. There won't be any horses or chariots in Israel at that time because there'll be no need for them, as this will be a peaceful time among the nations. This righteous King Mashiach will speak peacefully to the nations, and he will reign over an extended Eretz Israel, as was during the time of David and Shalomo. Remember, Lo Bechayel, Lo Beruchi. He will rule from Nehar Prat to Afse Aretz, the end of the settlement of Eretz Kenan, meaning he will rule the world. Sukim 11 to 15 is describing the call to the exiles to return. Gam at bedam ritech shilachti asirach mi bor en maim bo. You too, with the blood of your covenant, I have freed your prisoners from a pit in which there was no water. Speaking here to all the Jews 
from Shomron, who had been exiled so far to very far off places, and um, to Yehuda, those who have been sold into the Greek provinces as slaves. In the merit of the Brit Milah that you kept there, even in exile, you will be freed from your prisons, the pit without water, which has instead uh, snakes and danger, as we remember from the description uh, of Yosef. Shuvu libitzaron asirea tikva gam hayom magid mishne ashivlach. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Today I will restore to you a double promise. They are calling to the exiles, come back to the land of vineyards, meaning to Zion, the prisoners of hope, those who are imprisoned in exile, who are longing for freedom. Bitzaron refers to the stronghold, which is a reference to Jerusalem. And Mishneh refers to the double redemption. The first redemption, of course, being from Egypt, and here now the second redemption. Today, just as the earlier prophets had prophesied, so too I say today, Hashem says doubly, that according to your suffering shall be your redemption. Verse 13. For I bend Yehuda for me like a bow, I filled the hand of Ephraim, and I will arouse your children, O Tzion, upon your children, O Yavan, and I will make you as the sword of a mighty man. Yehuda and Ephraim are going to be like the arrows which God uses in order to fight for them on their behalf against the Greeks in Asia, who purchased the Jewish exiles as slaves. Darachti is God stepping on the bow, which is the way in which it was used in war, the way it was shot. Pasuk 14 and God shall appear over them, and his arrow shall go forth like lightning, and Hashem shall sound the shofar, and he shall go with the whirlwinds of the south. God will appear to these far-off exiles as a man of war, with lightning as his arrow, calling out in great thundering sounds of war, traveling on winds, from the south, from the direction of Edom, just as Hashem had done when the Jews were redeemed from Mitzrayim. Hashem will fight on their behalf. Verse 15. Hashem shall protect them and they shall devour, and they shall tread the sling stones and they shall drink. They'll make noise like those who drink wine and they shall become full like the basin, like the corners of the altar. God is going to protect the Jews in battle when they fight those who rule over them. They will overcome their adversaries, having their blood be drunken, figuratively, um, filling filling up uh, the karnot hamizbeach, just just like the corners of the altar of the mizbeach were filled with blood, um, so too will the enemy's blood uh, flow. Avnei kela, stones in the catapult, which were the hallmark of Greek warfare. And now we have the future blessings of the people and the land from verses 16 through the first Pasuk in chapter 10. Vehoshiam Adonai Elohehem, Bayom Hahu, Kitson Amo, Kabne Nezer Mitnosesot, Al Admato, and God will save them on that day like the flocks of his people, for crown stones 
are exalted on his land. Like sheep, they will be plenty, and as precious as shining stones as they are brought back to God's land. Abnei Nezer were the stones of the Kohanim, and Mitnosesot, are, they are uplifted like a banner. Pasuk 17 Ki ma tovu uma yofyo dagan bachurim betirosh yenovev betulot. For how great is their goodness and how great is their beauty. Corn will give strength to young men and new wine will cause the maidens to speak. How great will be Dagan and Tirosh, bread and wine. How beautiful will be the young men and women. The connection of the two blessings being fruitful with children and produce.